superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What is up, everybody? This is the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Week 4 Fantasy Impact Live Recap. Oh, what a title that is. We're doing it right here on the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. I am Chris Welsh. Hosting today with Mr. Scott Bogman, Deepak Chona for injuries. Thank you guys all for hanging out with us live as we are recapping what was a weird and crazy, a little bit angry. You can see it in Bogman's face week four with performances and things you did not expect. Covers that we didn't think four touchdowns should have been five. Why can't we? Why can't you just not give it to other guys and give it to McCaffrey. So he has the five at the end. There's a whole lot of stuff. Bogman Bogman's a recovering anger guy right now. I'm not going to repeat the phone call. We had really a little bit earlier but after the Texan Texans beat up on your Steelers Boggs. And I know it's a little bit tough and Deepak is trying to hold back that ginormous <laughs> grin on his face right now. Well, look, I mean, when a team gets beat like that, they deserve it. You know, so uh, kudos to the Texans. They play great today. Stroud looked awesome. Uh, Nico went nuts. So Deepak, congrats for your boys having what looks like their franchise QB and way less offensive line issues this week as well. Yeah, Deepak, you were saying that after you like you were just happy that you guys have got your QB now. You got a really good receiving yeah. core and Pierce looked a little bit better. I mean, I hate to say it, Bogman, but the Steelers do make offenses look a little bit better. But Deepak, you look like you're uh, you're feeling good. You got to feel good about Stroud. Yeah, totally. And he's doing this without two Pro Bowl offensive linemen that are both injured and coming back in the next couple of weeks. So Stroud, 200 to one odds this week for MVP. So. I don't know. Maybe we're <laughs> oh, I might on. be drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. Then. We, gotta burn, we have to burn our money that late. I burned my money, by the way. Uh, me and uh, Erickson were completely on it together. But pff, if you thought Jordan Addison was anything, Kirk Cousins slapped you in the face. Zero <laughs> targets towards him. I don't even know what was going on there. But everything else, pretty great and pretty smooth. We do have some injuries, unfortunately. We're going to be recapping all the games. We got everything for you, but those injuries are what's important. So let's take a look at the week four injury tree. It is uh, growing with Kenny Pickett. He exited the game with a knee injury. We have Mike Evans, who was out with a hamstring injury. Javante Williams, he left with a hip injury. That was very early on. That hurt some teams. T. Higgins suffered fractured ribs. No bueno. And Pat Firemuth exited the game early with a hamstring injury. So a couple hamstrings, but a couple multi-week potential injuries that are uh, on our table. So Deepak, what's for dinner with injuries? Kenny Pickett, how bad is this going to be? Yeah, this one, it, by video, it looked mostly like MCL. There's a small possibility that the ACL or meniscus is involved. They'll get an MRI tomorrow and know for sure. But if it's just MCL, which is what the video is most strongly suggested, the average on that is in the two to four week range. You would think they they aren't going to rush back their the franchise quarterback, so we would consider them using their buy as one extra week and probably coming back after. Ooh, Bogman, you also noted that uh, the MRI for Pickett they said an MCL sprain. That was an early note here. If Pickett is well, out, he's going for an MRI. Yeah, it's they're hoping the that fear. It's, it's just an MCL sprain. So if we'll Kenny Pickett is not the quarterback right now. 
what in God's name are you going to do with the rest of the Steelers offensive options in Pickens and Nashi and Jalen? I mean, talking about, is this going to be a disaster? Trubisky and Pickett are the same dude. So Trubisky, I I think Trubisky has more completions and more turnovers. So you'll get a little less. I mean, the running backs are already torched, so who cares? But I think the targets will be better and we'll get Deontay back. Hopefully, uh, after this week, we'll see, or maybe next week we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think Pickett going down, you know, if he had played better, maybe I'd be more concerned, but he's played pretty bad. He's so pretty bad. Can, uh, can Deontay yeah. go a week without punching Trubisky though? Will that uh, be we'll, we'll find out. Maybe get your Mason Rudolph shares up. We'll see. All right. I think a lot of checkdowns. I think Jalen Warren's looking a little bit better now. A whole lot of checkups in the future. Checkdowns. Uh, Deepak T Higgins fractured rib. What is the timeline on some? I mean, this is one of those things that can linger even outside of recovery time. So what are we looking at with the ribs? Yeah, you're right. The, these average about two weeks. The Bengals have a bye in two weeks. So you could foresee him missing two games and then coming back after. Uh, but most likely he'll be out this coming week. And then the following, he'll be trying to test it out and probably take a numbing injection in the area. And my suspicion would sort of lean towards playing that week. But if he misses two games and comes back after the bye, I think that would be a relatively worst case scenario. Javante Williams, we saw that injury come out. McLaughlin came in, looked pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Boggs, I know I kind of skipped over you on Higgins. I don't know if you had anything to add with the Higgins stuff, but with Javante coming out, that's worrisome, but McLaughlin looking good. How long, if any, like what is this injury on Javante looking like? So these, it looks from video like a groin strain, but these average not that long, about one to two weeks. The key though is with Javante coming back from his big ACL plus other ligament surgery, I would be advising him to take this really slow because having a weaker hip makes you more prone at the knee. So I'm, if I were him or if I were his doc, I'd be telling him, Take your time, take three, four weeks if you need to, because this you don't want to risk catastrophic injury here. So, Bugs, what is this going to do, P. Ryan versus McLaughlin, who we saw a lot of McLaughlin? I mean, is that going to be a big waiver pickup this week in your mind, McLaughlin? I I do think Jaleel is going to be, I think he's 7% rostered in Yahoo right now, so very, very low, available in most leagues. He had a great, great preseason, kind of the Isaiah Pacheco of this preseason, uh, looking real good, but he had Javante and P. Ryan in front of him. Uh, he had more snaps than P Ryan, I believe, if I'm not mistaken here. So uh, I think he could be the guy and another week we could have a significant running back pickup. What about these hamstring injuries, Deepak? Is this something you think that's going to linger in? I mean, the Firemouth stuff, eh, Mike Evans. I mean, is this going to linger into next week where we're going to have to find alternatives or are we going to be okay? I think we're probably going to have to find alternatives for at least a week. Mike Evans, he was still stretching and warming up on the bike. So that suggests it's a relatively minor severity. The key with Mike Evans, so probably misses one week and come back the following, is that he's at age 30, and you obviously remember with Cooper Cup, these have a recurrence rate, and then the recurrence is is usually more severe. So that's a 15 20% risk for about the next six weeks on Mike Evans, and that's kind of what we're watching for. Friermuth, younger player, less of a recurrence risk, but the key is, though, that he's his looked more severe. He went down and kind of held the leg. It looked pretty serious. They evaluated him right on the field. So those average, if you call it moderate severity, about three weeks. So Friermuth may be a little slower to come back, but Mike Evans for the season-long view is a little riskier. Boggs, just real quick on the Evans side, uh, Devin Tompkins came in and they were trying to, at least at one drive, they were really trying to get him the ball. He ended up having four catches with a touchdown. Is he going to be some type of viable option for us if Evans does miss a week? 
I mean, they threw touchdowns to Palmer and Tompkins. So those guys at least are having plays drawn up for them uh, near the goal line. But I think the biggest beneficiary is Chris Godwin, 11 targets, eight catches. That was the most he's had this season. So I think that's going to be the guy right now. Deepak, uh, anything left on the injury front? We saw Justin Jefferson come out. He returned. Boy, when he went out, everyone was like, <gasps> Justin yeah. Jefferson is down. Like, like the whole place shook. And I was just like, does that mean Jordan Addison? Like it didn't, it didn't mean it didn't, by the way. Um, you also <laughs> saw Herbert uh, have a little bit of an issue. There, there are a couple of little like minor things that were out there. The Derek Carr stuff, blah, blah, blah. What, if any concerns maybe with Herbert or with Jefferson at all that we might be uh, might be lingering? Yeah, no real concerns on Jefferson. I think with Herbert, the, the key is that he most likely dislocated his finger, and if that's why he had that splint on it. But it's his non-throwing hand, so a little bit of a fumble risk, but overall not too concerned about Herbert. Okay, that's a good sign. SportsMedAnalytics.com, that is where you've got to go check out. Follow him on Twitter at SportsMDAnalysis. Oh, Deepak, you go take that smile, that beautiful smiling face and just <laughs> you have any that- numbing injections for my soul? <laughs> yeah, I just know that Bogman is just absolutely mortified. Uh, we appreciate you, brother, and everybody be prepared to be terrified when we come back because we have absolutely no overlay. So Bogman and I are naked to the world. <laughs> Deepak, we love you, brother. We'll talk to you next week. See you, Deepak. Want to dominate your fantasy football leagues? Well, then you need My Playbook, available only from fantasy pros. Struggling with the waiver wire? My Playbook lets you see who the top available players are week to week. Can't decide who to start? Compare your players side by side with detailed breakdowns and projections for each week of your fantasy season. And it's all included with your premium subscription to Fantasy Pros. So sign up today at fantasypros.com or download our free My Playbook app to your Apple or Android device. All right, gross. Here we are. No overlays, <laughs> but I do have the Fantasy Pros shirt on. Uh, we had the old overlay. We, we had the good, we had the debate. Like, do we do like the we could do the wrong one or we could just do us? But we're gonna hang, you guys are gonna get naked us. So apologies for that. We have got Miller Light headlines for you. The top four headlines that culminates into here's what's next. Bogman, what are the three that are going to lead us into a little bit of Miller Light? How about run and catch CMC? Four touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey, 20 for 106 and three on the ground, eight targets, seven catches, 71 yards, and the score uh, at the end. Had a little bit of a neck thing on the sideline. They were kind of poking at his neck. I think that's why we saw too many touchdowns. That was too many celebrations for (laughs) touchdowns. Just going, yeah. yeah. Too many people slapping his helmet after he gets in the end zone is probably By the way, how many times have we had, can we find this stat somewhere? How many times have we had back to back four touchdown weeks? Can we go for three? Like how many four touchdown weeks back to back have there been in NFL history? I have no idea, but it's Christian McCaffrey. So don't count him out ever is what I would yeah. say. And I have said for his entire career, the but, Dallas Cowboys. So like, yeah, coming up. but yes, I'm very much about the CMC one only disappointed that they didn't give him a fifth, which he absolutely, they actually did give him a carry and he fell two yards short, but then they were trying to give it to use check and, they they could have given. I mean, it to give him. it to the big man. He just led your running back in four times. So give it to the five time, five time, five time. Booker, <laughs> right, I'm Booker T in this. Yeah. All right. How about uh, Diggs dominates the Dolphins D six catches, 120 yards, and three touchdowns for him. There were some massive days. It was hard to pick one for wide receiver because I mean AJ Brown actually outscored uh, Stephon Diggs uh, just like barely in the half PPR. Uh, but great day for a lot of wide receivers. Diggs was the most dominant performance in my eyes and find the Mark Andrews twice <laughs> two scores for Mark Andrews uh, with Lamar Jackson. I mean, most of those wide receivers down OBJ and Bateman. So it's just Zay and the already crunched up backfield that they have and uh, Lamar doing it all. So 
I was, uh, I thought it was going to be a Zay, Zay Flowers day, but it wasn't. It was a Mark Andrews day. All right, now our here's to what's next. Miller Lite headline of the day is what, Bogman? Four for Fields, finally. 28 of 35, 335 passing yards, four touchdowns, did have the one pick, and they did still end up losing, which I believe also for doing some alliteration is 14 losses in a row, which is no good. But uh, Fields looks good finally, and hopefully he can be a starting asset moving forward here. Well, this week it could have been, if you saw mine last week, it could have just been Field of Dreams, not Field of Bad Dreams, my friend. Uh, (laughs) We could have gone with that one. Oh, buddies, with the Miller Lite in your hand, fall doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros. That's MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Miller time, baby. It's game time. Let's get to the games. Let's get to the action. Jacksonville in London beat up on the Falcons. I know we can come on here and placate and we can just throw things out. Oh, this and that. Desmond Ritter is the worst quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) And I'll say it every single week because he's the worst. This team is so bad. It's so brutal to watch. Jacksonville wasn't really that much better. Unfortunately, I thought We were going to have a big Calvin Ridley day. We did get a score. Thought we were going to have big Etienne. We didn't. But fantasy takeaways from the London game outside of clearly none of us being up to actually watch it. There's no chance. I watched the second half. Uh, You know, uh, I I woke up around. I did too. I woke up right around the end of the second quarter. Uh, But Bijan is the man now. Unless you're handcuffing Algier, I feel like can be safely dropped. The snaps were 44 to 15 in Bijan's favor. It was 22 touches to eight in favor of Bijan, and it's just becoming one of those things where, you know, head coaches, especially when you're losing, cannot take their best player off the field, and the Falcons are going to be losing a lot because Ritter cannot get them in range to score very often, and he definitely can't work a comeback. So I do think we're going to see Taylor Heineke at some point this season, but Bijan is the man right now. Uh, Other little things from the game, Walsh, Janu over Kyle Pitts in terms of fantasy right now, which is just infuriating could to you everyone pits? could you just cut pits i think you can i, think uh, you I don't can. think i, I want to do to, it but i think you absolutely can he's just been bad you know he has the one score but six catches for 95 yards for Janu. they are drawing up and using more plays for Janu. drake london is probably going to be touchdown dependent only one game with over 50 yards this season he did score a touchdown here which was nice we've had three solid weeks in a row from christian kirk yeah targets this week eight for 84 uh zay jones went out early in week two and hasn't been back so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out when zay jones does come back but right now kirk is pretty solid and ridley has not been solid he scored today but he has had three or fewer catches uh two three and two and 40 or fewer yards in the past three weeks 32 40 and 38 so outside of that big week one calvin ridley's kind of been quiet I, I don't know that there's not anything actionable with him right now outside of if you have really good wide receivers, maybe benching him. But uh, I expect him to get better, hopefully sooner rather than later. But three weeks in a row, that's a trend. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to get better this week. Jacksonville is going to Buffalo. So, you know, in 10-man leagues, Ridley is probably in the sitable range. Houston is going to Atlanta. So Atlanta's going to be hosting, but Houston does work. And that takes us to game number two. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Houston beat up the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-6. to 
CJ Stroud, absolutely. You wrote stayed hot, went over 300 yards, two touchdowns. My boy Nico, Sneeko, I talked about him on the live stream this morning. He was back. He's in play. Those bets absolutely cashed. He was the guy. And there were no less than 400 Tank Dell questions between uh, Pisa Pia and going into our show, me and Tara's. And Pat just said, no, 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 no to every Tank Dell one. And I pretty much said, no, no, no. And hopefully you listen because Tank was just really not around. It was a big Nico show. But uh, what other takeaways from this game? This is your yeah, game. Tank had a couple carries. So, I mean, not dead, but he didn't have a good game. It was all Nico. Nico was open on every play. Uh, Pierce finally had a good day, 24 carries for 81 yards. Still not a very good average, but he also uh, chipped in with a 27 yard catch so they're working it out it's been bad for the first three weeks it was okay this week so hopefully that starts to get better although him and Singletary are splitting snaps fairly evenly and Singletary is running more routes uh but Pierce is still the goal line back in the main carrier obviously 24 in this game they did get up Najee finally looked good 14 for 71 and he had a 32 yard catch Warren sucked this week eight for 29 he had six catches for only 26 yards and a fumble and of course Pickett got hurt so uh not a lot to garner from the Steelers side you know Trubisky and Pickett it is a lateral move at quarterback so I wouldn't change anything that you're already doing but the offense has been bad so unless we get the new OC or a new play caller soon it's going to be the same crap every week there was a part of me that was like I went back to like Mason Rudolph in my head I'm like is Mason Rudolph gonna show up or something but yeah it's he's third that's out there he might yeah I don't know he might get out there but the running back situation looks even worse there now We'll see if Trubisky moves the ball. Baltimore is traveling to Pittsburgh this week. They've been down a whole bunch of options, but Lamar has just been an absolute monster. And uh, as I mentioned, Houston has got Atlanta coming up. I'm going to throw a couple things out for you. What are these? Devin Achon, 9.5. Nico Collins, 3.5. Brandon Ayuk, under 100. These are prop bets that I smashed this week. On DraftKings, that's right, friends. DraftKings has got you covered for all the action and every single bet that you could possibly imagine from the sides to the totals to the prop bets. I am very happy with DraftKings. Hopefully they say happy with me and don't want to take me off because I have been close to 70% on my props. Knock on wood. But DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and new customers. You can come and tail some of our bets because you can get Uh, You can bet $5 on football and get a $200 back instantly in bonus bets from DraftKings. Nobody's missing out on the action this season with DraftKings. All DraftKings customers take advantage of these two new offers every game day and get locked in. Use promo code FANTASYPROS to sign up. Again, new customers get $5, take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Fantasy pros, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
hat tip to them. They've got the player props up before anybody else, and I could start taking yes. advantage of them. And outside of I wish they didn't have Jordan Addison available, everything else was <laughs> many, many. Just, just act like he's not there, Welsh. He's um, not there. Jordan well, Addison I'll, I'll pretend I'm Kirk Cousins and yeah. he's not there, just like that. Matchup recaps. All right, the Rams, they beat the Colts in overtime 29 to 23. Puka was a monster. Anthony Richardson looks like he was in for a stink fest and completely turned it around, but he did not know that Michael Pittman existed. Fantasy takeaways from this bad boy. I mean, Puka again, 10 targets, nine catches, 163 and a score. He's had one game under 10 points and a half PPR, and it was 9.8. That was the one against your Niners, only ones to hold him under 10 points. He's been incredible. Yes, Cooper Cup is going to come back at some point. And yes, Cooper Cup should be the leading target guy for the Rams when he comes back. But Puka has established himself and is going to have a huge role moving forward. You could safely start him. He has been amazing and continues to do so. You talked about Richardson bailed himself out with the scores. Yeah. Only 11 completions on the day, uh, 200 yards and two touchdowns. So of his 11 completions, and he ran one in Michael Pittman with the disappearing act, five targets, one catch, 15 yards. I would like to go back and see how many of those five were catchable. I'm going to guess two or three, probably not all five. Zach Moss was okay, 18 carries, 70 yards, only one target. And Cup, we know, is getting activated. Uh, and the 21-day window should be opening for yeah. him tomorrow to be started. So I wouldn't, I would assume maybe not this week, but if he has a good week of practice, he could be up. So uh, just pay attention to it. I'll tell you, Richardson reminds me of last year's Justin Fields, where Fields could have those stinker games, and then because you're playing kind of in like a garbage time from behind roll, like and Richardson, I think is a little bit better, but you know, on the ground in the air, it looked really bad, and he was able to overcome that, and that reminded me of Fields a little bit last week, and obviously Fields went off in this one. Philly is at the Rams next week. Philly's defense not maybe not as good as we thought after today's game, and Tennessee is going to Indianapolis, so that's actually a pretty decent matchup for the Colts uh, for those starters. Minnesota. Minnesota beat Carolina barely 21 to 13. Justin Jefferson was absolutely everything. Jordan Addison was literally nothing. And Cam Akers looked pretty good. Looked better than Madison. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, but what say you about this? Uh, Jefferson with two more touchdowns. And, I, you know, I talked about uh, Puka having 9.8 as his low. 19.4 has been Jefferson's low uh, score throughout the first four weeks in half PPR. So he has just been incredible, completely worth uh, a first overall pick. Madison was decent, 17 carries, 95 yards, one catch. Uh, Cam Akers with five for 40, also had two catches for uh, 11. It was still 33 to 14 in favor of Madison and snaps. I mean, it's his first game. That's my my thing like like acres maybe it was like coming in a little bit later like madison gets it done in these boring games acres just looked good and it's going to eat into madison in some capacity maybe i'm making too much about it madison will always just kind of still get some of these games going but acres is coming i just think it's madison until it's not and maybe that's next week maybe that's in a month but yeah, i think madison is startable until they decide to give the role to acres and until he starts bumbling again i think it's just his job to lose so uh we'll see what happens there i mean acres definitely is worth a speculative ad if you have a spot on your bench but if you don't you can probably leave him on the wire hawkinson's first game with less than eight targets only had three in this game we know jordan addison was blanked uh miles sanders probably shouldn't have played he had 13 carries for 19 yeah. yards and 
three catches for 13, and Chuba played way more in the second half than he did. So he probably should have just been down for this I game. I moved him way down before the game, too. We talked about that in the live stream. Like, I was worried there was a big pitch count going on. I didn't trust. And I love Miles Sanders. I'm an apologist to him, but I didn't trust it. Yeah, just didn't have that explosion or burst. So Chuba looked good. Maybe worth a pickup. Uh, once again, if you have the spot, Miles Sanders, uh, or excuse me, Bryce Young sacked five more times. I mean, the guy was 25 of 32, but 204 yards on 25 completions. They are just not letting him throw the ball deep or no one's getting open deep. It's just a problem. Adam Thielen, the only receiver that had a decent game for Carolina, eight for seven for 76. He's been great since his bad week one, 16.9 points, 26 and 11 Point seven and a half PPR over the last three weeks. He has been pretty solid. Boom. Uh, Carolina has got Detroit, Kansas City at Minnesota in week five. Tampa Bay, they beat New Orleans. Nolans, uh, 26 to nine. <gasps> Bogman's boy, Baker is back. Three touchdowns. Oh my. And we saw a bonkers amount of just worthless targets to Alvin Kamara. But you loved it if you were in full PPR. I think he ended up <laughs> yeah. catching 13 balls for like, 30 yards or just some nonsense <laughs> but uh what'd you think about this game any fantasy impact you want to pull out of it well baker back on track with the three touchdowns obviously in the weather and against uh philly and their defense could not stop philly they didn't have the ball last week but baker looks good again i mean they're still passing the ball a lot 25 32 246 yards three touchdowns and he's been running a little bit added three points on the ground as well mike evans obviously out with the hamstring godwin was the beneficiary with the 11 targets Palmer, Otten, and Tompkins all with touchdowns, which just shows me that they're throwing the ball in the red zone. They don't really trust Rashad White or, you know, they've given it to Sean Tucker a couple times. He has done nothing with the ball near the goal line. So I wouldn't even put him in there. I'd leave Rashad in and throw the ball if you want. Uh, Alvin Kamara, like you said, back 24 touches uh, in this game, 11 for 51, 13 catches for 33 yards. Nothing there, but uh, Carr played. Maybe he shouldn't have 23 of 37, but just bad again, 127 yards and lost a fumble. And Olave with the disappearing act, one catch for four yards because Carr was miserable. And the Bucks D is good when they're not playing Philly. He had an opportunity for a deep one that Carr threw. He kind of underthrew it and the uh, defensive back was able to whap it. You know, I don't know. Really good wide receiver might have been able to pull that down. It was a bad game for Olave. Uh, bye weeks are coming. Tampa Bay is on the bye in week five. Holy crap. New Orleans has got New England was going to be out for blood after this week. That is in New England. Philly, they were able to take down Washington in overtime, but they did not cover, obviously, because they went to overtime. I cannot believe I am just a big dummy, dummy, dummy when I talk about Washington and just how much Sam Howell just keeps bringing this back. I don't know if this is more about Washington or it was about Philly's defense letting this in, but talk to me about the fantasy impact. We did it. Swift also kind of like disappeared towards the back end after he got an early touchdown. It was kind of annoying. It was an annoying game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown went nuts, you know, and he's been going nuts since his bad Thursday night football game. 13 targets, 9 catches, 175, and 2 touchdowns was enormous from him. You mentioned Swift with the 18 touches to only 6 for Gainwell, so... All of this, it's supposed to be gain well stuff from the preseason. It has gone by the wayside. It is DeAndre Swift season. Dallas Goddard with another dud. 3.8 fantasy points per game and half PPR so far is just devastating. If you are rostering Dallas Goddard right now, just not good. I mean, he's in the Kyle Pitts territory right now. You mentioned Sam Howell. Well, 290 yards and touchdown also ran for 40 complete turnaround from last week when he had the four uh, interceptions and just looked 
god awful b rob saved his day with a touchdown gibson was seven more touches for only 26 yards you can dump him mclaurin with his best game so far 10 targets eight catches 86 yards and the Dotson touchdown saved him but he only has 14 catches through four games and has six fantasy points per game I would say he's probably close to the chopping block, if not on the chopping block. If you got someone good to pick up this week, maybe time to ask Dotson. Yeah, Hal hates him. He literally hates him. He'd rather Curtis Samuel <laughs> succeed than Dotson. He is a hater, and I'm so sick I mean, of it. As soon as Curtis Samuel gets hurt, you know, Dotson sees him, but we'll I, find I somebody else. Curtis is pretty hot. So. Be like, oh, Antonio Gibson now has to be in this role. Like <laughs> anything but Dotson, that's their goal. Chicago has got Washington on Thursday night football. That's going to, oh, just imagine what that game's going to be like. And you've got Philly Sam at the Sam Rams. Howell Sam Howell's a good start this week against the Bears. Bears. Pop quiz hotshot. What is the best way to get NFL tickets to any game this year? I've got the answer for you. Game time, the official ticketing partner of Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football team this October. Download Game Time. And as you've heard us say before, it's not just football. Game Time has tickets to baseball games. Diamondbacks are getting in the playoffs, my friends. Concerts, comedy shows from across the country. Download the Game Time app and redeem code Fantasy Pros for $20 off. Your first purchase terms to apply. Again, download the Game Time app, enter code Fantasy Pros, all one word, for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this weekend. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games, obviously, is Game Time. As we told you guys, download that app, download the app, promo code Fantasy Pros for $20 off your first purchase. Let's do some more games. Maybe you could use game time to go and see the greatest show on turf this year. It wasn't Miami. It was Buffalo 48 to 20, 68. That over smacked only. You're only a silly goose. If you thought the under was going to go, don't listen to bet this league Uh, 48, 20 Buffalo. What do you got? Stefan Diggs went absolutely bonkers. Devin H. We had a buddy. I just want to point this out real quick. I just asked you a question and then didn't let you answer it. We had a person <laughs> in our little thing we do within this league that sprinkled a little Devin A. Chain three touchdowns, and it would have paid 10,000 to one. And he oh. had the two touchdowns in the second quarter, and he was sweating, but Dolphins couldn't do anything after that. So, uh, you know, throw it out here. Devin A. Chain was getting work. Stefan Diggs did work. What are your takeaways? Uh, in that Devon H on, uh, it's, it's actually no. You told me H on. It's H. It's uh, a H Chan. I'm sorry, A Chan. A Chan. A Chan. A Chan. It's A Chan. You said H on, right? It's Devon A Chan. E A Chan. A Chan. A Chan. Okay. A Chan. All right. Well, however you pronounce his name, two more touchdowns for him. Eight carries for 101 yards and two scores. The snaps also were in his favor. 39 to 28 over most hurt. So looks like they have a new starter here in Miami. And why wouldn't you, when he has 101 carries on eight touches, give this guy more touches for sure. We had the digs, uh, you know, huge three touchdown game. And he has at least six catches in every game and over a hundred yards in three of four so far. So digs has been a constant right here. Not much running room for James Cook, 12 for 29 in the score. Did have a big catch for 48 yards, which was nice. But the biggest thing to take away here. Goal line carries, man. He got the goal line touchdown and he was taking just as many as Latavius Murray and Damian Harris. So uh, we love to see that from him. Gabe Davis has a touchdown 
in three straight games. We saw Kincaid out target Dawson Knox five to one. And Tyreek was the only Dolphin over 46 yards receiving three catches held two for 58 yards. Not the Tyreek Hill we've seen uh, in this season, but two was a little off too. Buffalo has been on a roll since losing that game to open up against the Jets. They have been crushing teams. Jags at Buffalo. Giants are at Miami for your matchup plays. Tennessee beat up on the Bengals 27 to three. Joe Burrow was accurate, just not great. They lost T Higgins. This was a Tennessee show, man. So is there, what can you take out of this game? I mean, Joe Burrow has been miserable. 20 of 30, sure, but 165 and a fumble. Three of his four games are under 10 points and no 20-point games yet this season. I mean, it's tough to say bench Burrow, but you may want to bench Burrow right now. He has been terrible. Uh, But I tell you who bounced back, King Henry, 22 carries, 122 yards, a score, also had a passing touchdown and a, and a catch yeah. still, you know, they snap, they they're splitting the snaps. They're trying to rest him on plays where they're not using him 39 to 35 for Ty J, but this is what we want way more than what we saw last week out of Derrick Henry. Of course, chase was still able to get over 10 points with seven catches for 73 yards. Obviously Higgins went down. Tyler Boyd is there to kind of pick up the slack for the time that he misses and Hopkins is struggling to say over five points per game. He's had 10, 6, 6.3, and 8.3, so only one 10-point game, and that was at 10 points. So Hopkins has been relatively rough, as has the Tennessee offense outside of Derrick Henry. I was thinking when he threw that touchdown, I feel like football's version of like a perfect game is when you pass – uh, run and throw or you pass catch and run for a touchdown. Cause there's only so many, the only guys I can recall in recent history, Jerry Rice, the great greatest football player, Jerry Rice did it. LaDainian Tomlinson has done it. And when I saw uh, Henry do it, I was thinking, Oh man, he's going to do it. Cause there's not that many. I don't think there's like that many guys in history that have done all that in a single game in a single game. Yeah. I mean, those are the two I that came no to idea. my mind. So that's why I said it's like a perfect game for football because it's just so unique. And Tyreek Hill will do it and then it'll be stupid. Or not Tyreek Hill, <laughs> uh, Taysom Hill will do it and then we'll be like, Ugh, Well, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's Taysom Hill. So. I'm not worried about it. Uh, Baltimore, they beat Cleveland 28 to 3. Lamar back. Mark Andrews back. Cleveland, not so much. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to garner from this game because without Watson, I mean, DTR was miserable. He was not ready. 19 of 36, 121 yards, three picks that got down. They just couldn't do anything. And, uh, you know, Jerome Ford faced 10-man boxes, nine for 26 uh, on the ground, five catches for 19 yards. Uh, Pierre Strong had five rushes for 49, but he had 40 on one. So his other four rushes went for nine yards and Kareem Hunt five for 12. And the snaps were heavily in favor of Jerome Ford. It's just a pretty weird mix though. Like the snaps are in favor of Ford, but the snaps they're giving to the, or the touches they're giving to the other guys are immediately giving them the ball. It's like when Ford comes out, it's like, yeah, we're using these guys. That's why Ford's coming out, which you just hate to see. It's weird. Like it's great that the snaps are in favor of Ford, but it's like the production is not right now. Yeah. And it was just ugly all around. Uh, from Cleveland. I mean, and Joku, who got burned apparently two days before this game, he came in with the the goofy mask and everything. Uh, six catches for 46. Elijah Moore had two catches for 20, but also fell on one of those fumbles for negative 20 yards. So he had zero yards in the day, and Amari Cooper only had one catch. So not a lot to take out of here with Watson being down. Just the two touchdowns for Andrews was great. Uh, Gus Boss had 17 touches to only three for Hill and four for Melvin Gordon. 
and uh, he was heavy on the snaps. 40 for him, 11 for Gordon, and 7 for Hill. So looks like we've kind of sussed through all this, and Gus Bus is the guy again for yeah. Baltimore, which is nice to know. We also know that if uh, Watson's not there, uh, Dorian Thompson is not there. DTR is not ready. Yeah. Not ready. not ready. Denver beat Chicago 31 to 29. They came back after Justin Fields. This was the Justin Fields return game. He did the thing. He was like, hey, are we going to cut him? And it's like, just wait. This is the defense to do it. He was going bonkers. Four touchdowns, better than all of his previous games combined. But Denver was able to come back. So, I mean, I think the biggest conversation piece around this in this team, outside of we should talk about McLaughlin again in you know how aggressive you want to be in pickups, is is Fields back in the trust circle? Is he back in the trust circle? Uh, I mean, yeah, is sure. Okay. I, I I think he is. Look, he's just Not he's got the running upside. They're playing Washington this week. It is on short rest Thursday night football. I think you got to just let him do his thing. You got to let him run. You got to let him create by himself. I mean, I, I think a, a definite help was benching Chase Claypool. I think that helped out a lot. I didn't. I just think it was funny. But uh, yeah, I, I would say, look, because when he gets rolling, he's really, really good. So I am I'm here for the Justin Fields, uh, you know, return party. We'll see if we get it. Um, Russell Wilson, on the other hand, won't throw the ball downfield. 21 of 28, 223 yards. He did have the three scores, which is great. But I don't know, man. It just doesn't look right. It still doesn't look like for Russell. And, you know, I said a couple weeks ago, you take away those big hitters and the Hail Mary and stuff, and he hasn't been playing very well. This is kind of what we saw. I mean, they ended up winning great, but I just don't like what I've seen from Russell or this offense. I mean, Sutton saved his day with a touchdown, but Judy was the only Broncos target with over 50 yards receiving because they spread the ball around. Marvin Mims did have more routes run this week. He had 16. He had just as many as LJ Humphrey, finally. Welsh. So we were happy about that and one more snap. So that was great. Um, and Herbert staved off Roshan in this game, which was huge. I mean, Herbert had uh, 56 to 16 in terms of snaps. He had 18 carries for 103. He had the receiving touchdown. Roshan only had six touches. So we're back to Herbert and we might be back to fields and DJ Moore. I had him benched in the home league. Didn't end up mattering for me. But I did have him benched. And looking at my bench, I had him and Terry McLaurin mm. uh, on the bench. I are you Sutton over? Are you going to snap off uh, some decent fab or a high waiver wire on McLaughlin? I think assuming so. Javante's like going to miss. Yeah, Javante's going to be down for a month. Yeah, I want to go get him. The guy looks explosive. He looks like a good runner. And look, you know, like Deepak said, Javante should take it easy. He's coming off a major knee injury, and this is a hip. Not a good combo. So, yes, I will be spending it up for Jaleel a little bit. This Take week. it easy. You're on third street. You're on third street. Chicago's got Washington, as we mentioned. Uh, the Denver Broncos are hosting the Jets. Boom. And Justin Fields is going to be a massively, massively asked about guy all week long. And that's why my playbook is your best tool to get all that stuff figured out. Obviously, we've got content through the wazoo here on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fantasy pros, the waiver wire show coming up all the live stuff. But if you need it in a pinch, my playbook is always here for you. Lineup assistant, waiver assistant, trade analyzers, league analyzers. They'll shoot you emails on how you did. And they'll even shoot you some lines. If they don't like what you're doing, if your lineup is not something they're like, Hey, 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 just want to let you know <laughs> all the rankers are saying this. They will personally tell you. So download my playbook today 
get that bad boy going. You can also go to fantasypros.com slash my playbook. All right, last couple of games here on the Sunday slate, uh, Sunday afternoon slate, apologies. The Clippers, the Chargers beat the Raiders 24 to 17, barely, I guess. There was no Jimmy Garoppolo. It was Aiden uh, O'Connell. And we saw a little bit of Josh Palmer break one off. The offense just really wasn't there. It wasn't there like I expected it to be for the Chargers in this one. But where's your takeaways on this? Yeah, I mean, Herbert took the cheap shot and it was gimpy for the rest of the game. 13 and 24, 167 yards, touchdown and a pick. So, I mean, I think he's going to be okay, like Deepak said. Uh, not that big a deal, but I'm sure he was rattled a little bit. Jacobs finally looked good. That's kind of my takeaway here. 17 carries for 58 yards and a score, but also added eight catches for 81 yards in the air. He is the whole offense. Devontae left and came back and still had eight catches for 75 yards. Aiden O'Connell, not terrible. Like we talked about how DTR is not ready and will not be ready probably this season. O'Connell might be ready. If Jimmy G is out there, keeps throwing picks and looking terrible, O'Connell didn't look awful in his first start, and it was thrust upon him here. 24 of 39, 239 yards. He did have the pick. He ran for a touchdown, though. Uh, speaking of not impressive, Quentin Johnston, not impressive yet. Three targets, one catch for 18 yards. Palmer did get the 51-yarder late, which kind of saved his day. Keenan got in the end zone. But he had eight targets. One point out, Palmer had eight targets in this game. So that's a very How many of those thing. were catchable? That's I, I'm, fine, I'm but my because point Herbert is, is was hurt. Yeah. Quinton Johnston had three total targets, and Palmer had eight more than Keenan Allen. I just want to point oh, that regardless yeah, of Yeah, dude. When we look at the snaps, it's going to be Palmer way over Quinton Johnson, I'm sure. So I didn't get to see a ton of this game, but I saw Palmer, you know, Balls at his feet, over his head. He's yeah. on the field a bunch, and this is a pass-first offense. So I am still holding out hope for Palmer, but just Herbert wasn't on, and it's probably because he had the finger injury and the cheap shot. So uh, just not a great day for the Chargers, but they find a way to win it. Chargers on the bye, and we've got Green Bay at the Raiders on Monday night football. Monday night football. The Dallas Cowboys absolutely trounced the Patriots. We got this whole thing before where it's like, oh, Ezekiel Elliott's going to like have a bunch of run, and he's going to be the main guy. Didn't matter. There's no offense in general. Rondy Stevenson continues to disappoint. Elliott was a nothing burger. Everything was a nothing burger with the Patriots. Dallas got their revenge by being the survivor killer last week. So (laughs) what are you going to like? I don't even know what you take out. I think the only takeaway here is like, at what point do you start being like, Stevenson is a no play. You don't cut. We're not going to cut here. Yeah, You don't play him until proven otherwise. And I think we're there after four weeks. I mean, they got New Orleans this week too. That's a tough defense to uh, match up with. So uh, yeah, I think that Ramadre is definitely on the bench. Like you said, you can't cut him. But I mean, the biggest takeaway fantasy wise is probably that the Dallas defense scored twice. I mean, there was not a lot of offense. Sure, they scored 38 points, but two scores on defense were the big chunk of it. Mac Jones was benched for Bailey Zappi late. I wonder if that leads to, you know, a whoever practices well, there were, better. There were a lot of, of rumors about like Mac has got some skeletons and that people are not a fan. There's a bunch of dirty rumors around sucks. him. That's not going to yeah. help. I don't care about his uh, skeletons. He's just not good. Jake Ferguson, seven for seven for 77. That was nice to see. CeeDee Lamb got his first touchdown of the year and the pass run game may be as bad as the pass game, as you mentioned. So, yeah, I think Ramondre is probably a bench. He is a RB3 at this point. Very disappointing. A lot of people high on Ramondre coming in, and uh, he is just a huge, huge disappointment, as is this entire offense in yeah. New England so far. 
New Orleans is at New England. The Cowboys are at the 49ers for Sunday night football. So expect this show next week to be done right before Sunday night football. And a couple of buys are going to help. Finally, my San Francisco 49ers beat up on the Cardinals 35 to 16. Boy, did they not want to cover. They uh, two <laughs> drop touchdowns at the end for a backdoor cover by Zach Ertz. And I don't even remember who the other person was. It was, I think, Zach Pascal or something. They could have blown this, but the 49ers did end up covering. CMC had Four touchdowns. He was everything. Debo was hurt. You didn't want to start him. Ayuk looked like a monster. That was my big bet. One of my big bets on the DraftKings app for my props and on the Betting Pros app. If you guys follow me and download the app, you can follow and see all the bets that I put up. I put up Ayuk a little bit earlier today. 49ers were on it. Cardinals kind of kept in it as they usually do. But is there any real takeaway? I mean, this is CMC. CMC and Ayuk run this offense with Debo and Kittle being at time complementary pieces. But the Cardinals Kittle is bad. A little bit. Kittle's bad. So three games this year, he's been awful and one good game. And it was a weird Thursday night game that he was good. You know, one catch for nine yards, ain't going to cut it. Uh, three for 30 in week two, three for 19 in week one. He had the 90 uh, on Thursday night football, but he has just been a tough start right now. So I don't know what you do. You invested high and he's uh, always a threat. So I guess you keep him in there, but he is getting to Kyle Pitts territory of, you know, if he does another one of these, this weekend, you can probably bench him. Like you said, Debo was hurt. You probably didn't want to play him anyway. Ayuk is amazing coming back. Uh, six for six, 148, just always open. Doesn't matter who's covering him. He's always open. But I think the biggest takeaway here is that you can just start your Cardinals. I think if they were decent against the Niners, and they were today, I think, I think they're going to be pretty decent against everybody else. And we saw Marquise Brown have 10 catches, seven for 96. Michael Wilson got in the end zone twice. Ertz was back up to 10 targets and six catches for 53 yards. It's and a still big a drop touchdown be, at the end. Yeah, this is still a team that's going to be down and they're not going to be perfect, but they're going to be passing a lot and Dobb looks passable. Dobbs looks passable, uh, unlike Mac Jones and a bunch of other quarterbacks that we've seen this year, Kenny Pickett's and all these other losers. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, the Cardinals are pretty startable right now, which is the biggest takeaway in my opinion. And watch Michael Wilson. They love doing the whole like six, six touchdowns by Stanford players in this game because of Michael Wilson and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can pay attention to him. He might be kind of floating around there as that ends it out. The Niners, as I mentioned, they are hosting Dallas. Uh, Cincinnati is going to Arizona next week in that bad boy. We talked about it early. If you hung out with me and Tara Roberts on the morning live stream, also with Joe and them, the blame ring from trophy smack and we have already got a winner right there on the youtube my friends the winner of the glorious bling ring courtesy of trophy smack is michael odiorn michael odiorn please get in touch with the customer service support agents at mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address and proof of your subscription to the fantasy pros youtube channel we're going to get you that ring shipped out. Again, the winner is Michael Odiorn. Congratulations, my friend, on that beautiful trophy smack ring. That's it. Thank you guys That's for it. hanging out with us on the live stream. If you listen on the podcast, go to youtube.com slash fantasy pros. You can watch us live. We got lots of shows on Sunday. You can come and see how naked we are in this without our overlay today. You can check out in the morning. So if you guys are watching on the YouTube, make sure you are subscribed, make comments, win cool prizes. Why not? We got a ton going on this week here at Fantasy Pros on the podcast and the YouTube side. So we're going to get you set going into week five. You can find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Find myself at Is It The Welsh. Go enjoy some Sunday night football. 
or the rest of all the chaos you guys got coming up this week. Until next time, it's the Fantasy Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. We are out of here. I can't speak anymore. We got to go. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.